0: Hey everybody, welcome back to LinuxCast. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm joined by... Wait a minute, hold on a second. I do this fucking different every fucking week. It's fucking stupid. I'm including this. I'm joined by Tyler. He normally says his own name, but he can't do it today because apparently... I don't know. Uh, This is (laughs) dumb. This podcast, Tyler, between the two of us, almost never happened, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, Jackass over there was sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> yep so I, i'm here like as he see as uh let's see it's three o'clock and then it's 3 15 i'm like tyler where are you at and tyler where are you at and um i never did get an answer till like six o'clock <laughs> at night <laughs> uh but that's I was okay sound asleep and shit happens so i recorded a solo one yesterday just on my own uh, i'd done that you know before before martin started with me And it was fine, and it turned out, you know, well. Uh, And I went to edit it last night, and the damn thing, I I realized that I deleted the video. Like, I had the audio, but I deleted the video. And I did that, so, for months, I've had people asking me to do a Rofi theming tutorial. And I spent over an hour working on that yesterday, and it just would not come out. It just I was so pissed off at the end of it. I deleted every video in my video folder. Uh, Cuz usually when I'm done with a video, I transfer it over to the other hard drive into a proper folder, but OBS always puts them in the videos folder when they're, while they're recording. And I was pissed off at that rofi one, so I deleted all of them, not even thinking for a minute that my podcast one was still in there. Yeah so uh that po- that podcast that solo podcast is up in audio form only for patrons if you want to listen to it it was good because I bitched about Tyler for 20 minutes <laughs> I, I didn't actually do that I, I did say some things like maybe he got stuck on a wagon uh, perhaps there was a sheep or something maybe he got attracted to a sheep uh, <laughs> uh, breeding I'm pretty sure I also mentioned something about breeding like rabbits <laughs> I mean you say you were gonna do rabbits so. mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, yeah there was many uh, insinuations. Of you having intercourse with your farm animals, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, so the reason why I don't, I'm not prepared for this podcast at all, is because now it's a day later and my my mindset is not in podcast mode. So what we've decided to do is talk about a little bit about our week in Linux and our week in general, because we both had things to bitch about, and then we'll move on to the main topic, which is uh, something very very easy, because anything of difficulty would um be well beyond us at this point. So, uh Tyler, after all that, <laughs> what have you been up to this week?
1: Uh well, to be honest, I well I've been working on the wagon for most of the week. Um and then yesterday uh or The day before yesterday, that night, I went over and hung out with a friend. Uh, We watched movies pretty much all night into the morning. Um, Then I came back and did a little bit of stuff on the wagon. um, And uh, I sat down in a recliner, which was a bad idea, and passed out and slept like a rock. Um, woke up, was like, oh shit, uh, um, Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, that was how yesterday went. Yesterday was, uh, um, I, I really felt bad yesterday, not only because I left you on your own, but also cause I sort of ruined, like staying up all night ruined the day. I didn't get, I wasn't able to put the wheels on the wagon, which I have those. I'm going to do that, uh, at some point this afternoon. Um, but then today was an absolute nightmare. So I had said that I was going to be here at 3. I, and, like, we are recording this at my time. It's, it's a little bit after 3, so we're recording. I was supposed to get off at work at 2 o'clock. I went in this morning. The truck got delivered, so I had to do all that then we had an inspector surprise inspection come that was hectic and then we had our busiest lunch we've ever had we almost did a 500 hundred dollar lunch it was an insane rush and i mean again you got to think of it like this we're selling mostly six dollar sandwiches so a five dollar five hundred dollar lunch rush is within an hour is insane um and then after that we had Apparently, all of the band kids came into Subway, so I was not able to leave until, like, almost 3 o'clock. Luckily, another kid came in, and I'm like, look, I've got to go. You take over. I'm clocking out. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got stuck behind
0: a bus getting here. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you've had a very, very good day. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. So other than my recent, you know, deleting things that shouldn't be deleted, I've made the decision – to use Emacs for
1: a week. I saw that.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I'll be 100% honest in saying that the that, that week has not started yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have... I've downloaded it, but I haven't done anything to it yet. Like, I haven't had a chance just to sit down. It's been my own very long day. Uh, I don't even really want to get into it. But just... Uh, Emacs is going to be an interesting experience. I think... That from the little bit I've looked at it, like last night, that I'll end up going to Doom Max because I'm going to miss the them binding so bad. But that's going to be yep. a thing.
1: Um, well, actually, I think one person commented on your short and, and, and was like, to be – like being completely honest, uh, um, I think it's – I think he said Evil Mode or Doom. Both are like pretty much necessary. For Vim users.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. Coming over to Emacs. Um, there was only one person who said that. I I think it was Schmoig or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, mm-hmm. who said I had to use vanilla, otherwise I won't be using the doing the true vanilla or Emacs thing. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm very worried about it because it's going to be so different. But it'll also be an interesting experience. So also. Uh, my next long-term review is going to be Fedora. So I got to install Fedora here pretty soon. So I may end up doing my Emacs and Fedora both, uh, at the same time. <laughs> so I should be doing that's going to be interesting. Emacs on Fedora. <laughs> so that, that'd be, uh, uh, that'd be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, if, if everything goes well, I'll be recording the podcast next week from Fedora, um, uh, if that doesn't This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Obviously, if I can't get everything to work, Wayland, uh, I will be mm-hmm. logging back into my Gruda instance. Because I guess I should talk about that because we didn't have a chance to talk about that. Uh, last time we did a podcast, I was talking about how I was going to switch from Arco to Gruda to try to fix the keyboard issues. Uh, it turns out that is a hardware problem, not a software problem, which is very disappointing for me. Um, yeah. It's It... <laughs> It doesn't do it as often on Gruta as it did on Arco, where it just randomly disconnected. And now it seems to be uh, on first startup, like when I first, you know, boot up into my computer, or when it comes back from sleep after a certain amount of time. Those are the only times it does it on Gruta, and in Arco it did it like randomly, like. All the time, so I don't know what the hell is going on there. It's really, really weird. I've tried literally everything. I've tried plugging it into a different spot, I've tried different cords, tried different keyboards, uh, and it still does. So it's obviously something wrong with the computer. But I'm honestly quite happy with my Garuda experience experience so far because um, everything just seems to work. Like it's almost like I'm using Arco, but with uh, much brighter colors because <laughs> uh, I'm using the the Dragonized version, so it has those ugly candy ca- candy icon things mm-hmm.
1: um those ugly icons that you're learning to love um
0: they're fine uh i i switched out of i switched away from them though uh oh. i it doesn't really matter because i don't use the the kde uh session anyways i just installed oh, okay. dwm so i'm using still using my dracula Theme because I can't get away from it. It's so good. It's just so good. All right, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's like, it, like, like I, I thought for a minute there, because I'm still gonna do that script where I can switch back and forth between things, and, and that that script keeps growing in ambition, but I haven't started it yet. Maybe I'll do it in Emacs. Now I, I I'm moving it into uh, a D menu script or a Rofi script where I can just go through and choose a uh, choose a um a rice, and then it will just switch. Um, if I can, if I can manage that, it'd be, it's gonna be so cool. But I haven't started yet, so I keep talking about it, like I'm gonna do this, um, eventually. So, anyways, that that's it for it. Oh, man, I wish <laughs> <laughs> uh, should move on to the contact information. Uh, it, I, I'm going to have to go back to this so I can actually look at it because I'm not going to remember shit. All right. You, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at the Linuxcast on Twitter. You can subscribe to all of our feeds and stuff like that, including audio and YouTube from the Linuxcast.org. There are links to all the stuff right there if you want. Eventually, yes, there will be a website. I say that every single week. Someday I'm going to oh. just shock the shit out of everybody and say, hey – Here's a website. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's uh, not going to happen. Anyways, you can contact us via email at email at the Linuxcast.org. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Linuxcast. I'll thank our current patrons at the end of the show. You can find Tyler, who's getting – I mean, you're like 100 away now, right? Very close to 100 yep. away from 1,000 subscribers. So you can find his link to YouTube and Odyssey in the video description or in the show notes if you're listening to this on audio. And you can subscribe to the Linuxcast at the Linux – I messed this up yesterday exactly the same way. Uh, (laughs) You can subscribe to the Linux (laughs) – you can subscribe to LinuxCast on YouTube at youtube.com slash LinuxCast. We uh, surpassed 5,000 subscribers this last week, so that was uh, really exciting. Um, Congrats. Yeah. Uh, Also shocking as hell still. (laughs) It just continues to shock me. Anyways, uh, that is it. For the contact information, I managed through it even though uh, I still fucked it up. Imagine that. All right, so we're (laughs) skipping the news this week. We are not going – usually we do news at this point, but uh, usually the news is the section that we bullshit the most on. So we're going to bypass that and we're going to move right on to our main topic, which is kind of twofold. So we're going to talk about our favorite color schemes and we're going to talk about five apps that we absolutely can't live without. So that's our task for today. So we're going to start with color schemes. And the rules here are that they have to be like named color schemes, like solarized. I don't think either one of us are going to choose solarized, but I, I use oh, that, that was... as an example. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We can't just use one that we created because, it, you know, that's not an official color scheme or whatever. I don't care. All right. So, Tyler, what is your first color scheme that you really like?
1: My first one, which I have a feeling both of us are going to uh... – at least say this. If not, this be our top favorite one for both of us. Mine is Dracula for my top color scheme. I think it's gorgeous. It's highly readable. It's just, it's so good looking, man. It's so good.
0: Totally agree. And if you wonder what I'm doing, I am dr- I got this gigantic water bottle. <laughs> it's the most. Wait, dumb hold thing on, I hold
1: really on, need. hold on. Is there water in
0: it? There is water in it, yes.
1: Okay. I it's full of water. I I watched Two Bears, One Cave in your mom's house, and there's comedian Burt Kreischer who walks around with one of those. And for the first time ever, someone asked him what was in it, and it was Kool-Aid. He had been walking around with that with Kool-Aid for forever. (laughs) Everybody thinks he was healthy drinking water. It's water. It's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I ordered – I had a a smaller one, but it started leaking. So I ordered this from Walmart, and – uh, my dumbass didn't realize that 64 ounces meant fucking huge. <laughs> so this thing is the size of my head. <laughs> Anyways, I totally agree with you on, on Dracula. It would also be my top choice, probably. Um, God. Uh, so I'll agree with you on Dracula, but I won't use it from one of mine. We'll just... Oh, okay. I will say Gruvbox. box is... N- a very weird color scheme for me. I didn't like it at first. Like I just absolutely hated it. I, I'm I'm not a big brown color guy. Like I don't care for the color brown. Um But then I tried it. I was like I, I think I tried it on a stream or something like that, and like, hey man, it is gorgeous. It's so good. Um I think I to to
1: be honest, I think you're the only person that's made Grovebox appealing to me. Yeah, it's before it's... you I tried it. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Um, you got to like, stay away from the yellows and stick with the darker colors. Um, and the, the the light version of Grubbox is just fugly as hell. I mean, it's just not. I've, ne-
1: I've, I've never even looked at it. I don't want to.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a good-looking color scheme. Uh, anyways, uh, your second one.
1: My second one would. Now, this one might be weird for a lot of people because I don't normally use it. Um, I haven't used it in a long time, but I do very much like it. It's the Nord color scheme. Uh, or the Nord theme. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very simple. It doesn't have a lot of colors in it. Um, but I do very much like the blue aesthetic of it. It's very
0: nice. Yeah. Um, if you don't like blue, you don't like Nord. <laughs> That's
1: yeah, totally the yeah. only
0: colors they have. They're variations of blue. Uh, so my second one would be, uh, one dark. I like one oh. dark quite a lot. Um, even if it did originate as a, like a, a VS code theme, uh, that, which mm-hmm. is fine. Uh, I like it because, it, it, again, it's one of those blue themes, but it does have several other colors that just go really well with it. So One Dark is is a favorite of mine as well. So uh, your third one.
1: Um, my third one is actually going to be um, similar. to It has a similar type of aesthetic um, that, that Grubbox does, but it's actually the um, Emma um, M-O-N-O-K-A-I. Uh, theme you can you if anyone doesn't isn't familiar with this theme you can find it on terminal.sexy but it's uh it's a great theme um it is brown sort of themed but the colors in general i really like them um they they make reading uh, terminals really really uh good i just don't like Minoki is not a theme that i would use um system wide i I think it works really good inside of terminals by themselves Uh, that's typically where i like to use it now what about your last
0: one all right so my last one's going to shock some people uh my last one is called google um it's called google uh because it has it all the the colors are google colors from the logo Mm -hmm. uh yeah so it's called if you go again if you go to terminal.sexy and you choose the google it's the google dark color that i particularly like it has the like the dark uh background but all the rest of the colors are bright google colors now it has nothing to do with google it's just that they took those colors from google it's really good um it's i don't think that i would make a whole rice out of it um but it'd be an interesting you know thing to see what it would look like as a whole rice it works really well in the terminal because it has the just the pure like dark gray background and then uber color or uber bright colors you know so it just works really well in, in, in the terminal and it also works well with transparency because a lot of times like with Nord, if you have Nord, a lot of those softer, like, green colors don't really work well with transparency. Uh, with the uh, Google ones, they're all really bright, you know, so it works well with uh, transparent uh, backgrounds. So it's good. <laughs> all right. So I, I didn't want to – I mean, I don't think we could spend a lot of time on color schemes. We can we'd only say <laughs> so much about color schemes. That's why I chose only three and wanted us to just, you know, kind of fly through that section. Uh But before we move on to apps, I've had an idea. And you know me Mm -hmm. and my ideas. Now, our next challenge is going to be next week where we talk about uh, the GitLab thing. But the challenge after that is going to be a live challenge. There's going to be no preparation for that whatsoever. And what we're going to call it is Rice Wars. And what we're going to do – I don't know if we'll be able to do this live. We'll – We'll see. I don't know how we would do it live. I think we're going to have to try to figure out how to do it and just record it. But basically what we're going to do is we're both going to take a vanilla window manager. We'll choose which one later. It has to be the same one, but we'll choose whichever one. It, it can be DWM, it can be Qtile, BSPWM, whatever. And we're going to start at the same time, and, and we're going to rice the whole thing from beginning to end. Whoever does it fastest wins. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, Rice Wars. I like it. Um, we'd now, uh, it, we can also add in, if you want to make it a little more complicated, not just whoever gets to the end wins, but also whoever makes the best-looking rice. Because we can choose – all it has to do is be the same window manager. We can choose different color schemes. Um, obviously uh, – it, I think we'll tra- say it can't be black and white. It has to have at least five colors. That way, uh, you can't cheat and say uh, black and white because then you only have to enter two color values for everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be cheating. So we'll have to we'll have to come up with some rules. But I, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I, I'm still not sure how we'll go about recording it and timing it and stuff. We'll have to. Play around with it a little bit, but man, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: Indeed, that does. i I think that's going to be a lot more fun than the GitLab one that we're doing. Uh, I mean, that one's good, but Rice Wars,
0: that sounds pretty fun. Oh man, it, it's it's going to be one of those things where you know, if it goes well, we'll do that again because it, it, it just sounds like right up our alley's and because I mean, we're all, we're both always doing rice streams, so <laughs> yep, <laughs> like it, it's going to be. I don't, I don't. Like I said, I don't know how we'll record it. Maybe we'll just we'll we'll simul stream it both on our channels. You'll re, you'll stream it on yours. And I'll stream mine. We'll start simultaneously. but that'd be hard for people to b- watch both of them. So I don't know. I, like I said I'm, I'm not sure how we'll go through record it, but because we're gonna have to figure out how to record it for the podcast as well. So it's, that's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of PC power going into that one thing. So, it'll be, <laughs> it's be very, so true. it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Anyways. Now that I've had my idea time uh, and my brain can go back to sleep, let's talk about five apps that we could not live without. So uh, your first app.
1: My first one is FFF. Um, It's the fucking fast file manager. And um, I used to use Ranger. Um, Then I used NNN for a bit. And before all that, I was using PC Man FM. Um, now using fff, I genuinely cannot live without it. It 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 the, it uses vim key bindings for everything. It's, I mean, the name is not wrong. It is fast as hell. Um, and as far as I know, most uh, I now I'm talking off memory here. I can't remember this. I might be completely lying, but as far as I know, it's written in primarily if not all bash. So it's it's just the best file manager i've found i love it and that's my first app
0: okay i've never tried fff now i've tried nnn i didn't care for nnn because you do all the configuration stuff through environment variables and that always <laughs> bothered me but um yeah uh, i i still just use ranger and it works it, yeah it, it really does and like i have it pulled up on a in a scratch pad because of course i do um mm-hmm. and it just works so um anyways my first one is going to be Rofi. uh i i could it, you probably couldn't count the number of times a day i bring up Rofi in various different situations um whether it's to bring up like the emoji the Rofi emoji thing where i can go through and choose from emojis or i bring up um a couple different scripts that will like to lead me to uh, different configuration files, or literally just tons of different things that I use Rofi for, and they're all amazing. Uh, I, I even in when I even when I was using like uh, like desktop environments or whatever, I would want Rofi there because it's the best menu system uh, bar none. Now I understand a lot of people like dmenu, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with dmenu. Uh, but I really don't feel like going through and patching D-Menu. You know, like I have no interest oh. in going through and patching that. So Rofi is just the way it is. Now, uh, as I talked about at the beginning, like I think, I think I did it after we started recording. Um, the, theming it, I don't, I can't do a tutorial on it because apparently it makes me delete things unnecessarily. So, uh, yeah, uh, Rofi is my first one.
1: All right, and for my second app, I have to be completely honest. Mine is Flameshot. I know we've talked about it before, but just in case anyone hasn't seen those or hasn't heard us talk about it, Flameshot is a great GUI application for taking screenshots, um, taking annotations, uh, drawing arrows on screenshots. You can take a screenshot using Flameshot and then edit it up and save it very fast. I really like it. It's it's to be honest, it is one of those tools where you start using it. You forget that you use it all the time. Like you genuinely do. Um, but I will go ahead and say flame shot is one of those programs where you're going, if you're going to use it, you probably want to have a tray. Just saying, uh,
0: yeah, I don't have a sys tray, and I use it all the time. So
1: mm-hmm. um, Again, you don't need one, but it is, it is nice because it will keep running in the background. Yeah, it, and it, so.
0: that's true. It, but it also, if you want the other functions of, of Flameshot, where you just take a picture of a screen or something like that. Uh, the sys tray really does help but if all you do like like for me all i ever do is the exact same thing over and over again where you you know takes the you know it brings up the Full draw screen yeah so um i have that to a, a key binding and that's how i do it now i understand that it's probably running in the background without me knowing it um but I don't, I don't really care.
1: But then again, it's also Flameshot. It's a screenshot tool. It's not like it's eating up RAM in the background. Well, I
0: mean, even if it was, I'd probably still use it because it's really, <laughs> really good. Um, Yeah, I don't – when I was doing that OpenSUSA, um review, a couple times I needed to take a screenshot. And I kept – because my, my, key, my key binding for Flameshot is Control, Alt, and S. And uh, I kept hitting that, like, Flameshot, where the hell you at? <laughs> <laughs> like I forgot that I didn't have the key binding for it, or I didn't even have it downloaded, and it was, uh, it was like I lost a, a, an arm or something. Because I mean, I just, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know, off topic for just a minute. But do you have a folder where you keep all your screenshots? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure like everybody does that does Linux and stuff like that because you're always taking screenshots. I mean, that thing has to be like 10 gigabytes full (laughs) it's just crazy number of screenshots it's so it it, i i did go through and organize them by year so that um you
1: real organized over there my
0: my file structure dude is like anal retentive in terms of organized (laughs) it's the most organized part of my entire life (laughs) so (laughs) stupid like i can't like i have to have everything in its place on the file system that's why snaps drive me so bad because they put the snap folder in the home directory like that just goes against everything ocd in my whole brain and just freaks me out and immediately I have to download or, or delete it so every time i do the apps of the week thing um we're totally getting off tangent but whatever uh every time i do the apps of the after apps of the month thing There's always one that I have to download as a Snap. Like, the last time, there was one app that was only available as a Snap. So, first of all, stupid fucking developer. I hate you so damn much. Uh, Second of all, uh, I – so I had to download Snap, use that, record the video, and then immediately uninstall Snap because that fucking stupid Mm -hmm. goddamn piece of shit folder in my home folder, home directory. (laughs) God, I was so mad. Speak it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways… So, uh, yeah, Flameshot is great. So my next one is going to be – god, it's really hard to choose. I should I should have I should have had these written down and just chosen beforehand. But uh, my next one is going to be VimWiki. Uh, I pretty much keep all of my notes now on VimWiki. It used to be ZimWiki. ZimWiki is a GUI version of VimWiki. It's good, uh, but I decided that because I want to translate everything to Vim – I decided to download Vimwiki, and it's just fantastic for organizing notes. Now, again, it's another place where I'm just uber organized. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, I like how we both smile. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh huh. The the one week we forgot to, to silence the phones. I'm going to do it now. sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 anyways, um. It, Remember what I was talking about? Uh, VimWiki just has a ton of features. And if you're in, into Markdown at all, you can go through and keep your notes in Markdown. And I just love the linking structure. Like, you can go through and link to different pages. Uh, it does have some flaws. Like, if you're in the same VimWiki and you name two different links and two different structures the same thing, uh, the, the newest one will link to the oldest one. So that's a big bug, and it really drives me nuts. But uh, outside of that, it's fantastic. So that's VimWiki. It's a plug-in for Vim. Anyways, uh, your
1: third one. My third tool or app that I use all the time would have to be uh, MPV, and uh, I bring up MPV and, and it, most of us already have a video, you know, player, audio player, whatever. Mo- most people are probably using VLC, and I used VLC for the longest time, um, but I just I, I was talked into giving MPV a try, and it really is a night a night and day difference between VLC it's much better it, it it just is it is much better however VLC i mean it's got it it it's got its own pros like look everything's got pros and cons but if you haven't tried out MPV and you need something to play music play videos MPV is most likely going to be the thing for you it is rock solid
0: yeah it's good All right, my next one is Nemo. Now, Nemo is a graphical file manager, and it is by far the best one. And I will fight anybody who says otherwise. (laughs) It is so good. Now, I would make the argument that Dolphin would give it a run for its money if you didn't have to download the entire fucking KDE stack in order to use it. Um, now it wouldn't be that big of a deal for me cause I have KD installed, but if you don't and you want to use dolphin, you have to have literally almost all of Katie in order to, I mean, use dolphins. So, uh, Nemo is the best one where you don't have to do that. And, uh, I love it because it has a ton of different features. It's fast. So it's not going to be like Nautilus where it literally eats your entire, you know, Ram, what? all your Ram. Uh, and it has dual pain mode. Now there are several file managers out there that has dual pain mode but i use dual pain mode literally all the time I ne- it, my nemo never goes out of dual pain mode and uh, almost all, all the main one ha- have like uh dolphin i think has dual pain mode uh i know pc man fm does um, but mm-hmm. i think pc man fm would be really good but when you have it in dual pain mode it has this stupid thing where the the pain that's not focused is highlighted. Uh, and mm-hmm. the thing that it, one that is focused isn't highlighted, and it's not just like highlighted on the board. The whole entire pane is highlighted. It's the dumbest thing ever. So, uh, yeah, Nemo is fantastic. I really wish that Linux would allow you to let the, have a system wide file picker where the when you have like an, an open dialog in like Firefox or whatever, your chosen fire file browser would come up. That'd be yeah. so cool. Unfortunately, you can't do that. So it means that every single file man, every single application has its own file picker. So some of them are going to be GTK-based, some of them are going to be Qt-based, and then there's going to be whatever the fuck GIMP uses, because nobody knows. It's just so <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, I mean, it's it's literally the only app that uses one that looks like that, and it's trash. Anyways, uh, yeah, Nemo is my third one. Uh, your fourth one.
1: All right, my my fourth one is going to be Dunst. Um, Dunst is a notification um, app. It's for, well, giving you notifications. Um, the great thing about Dunst, or Dunst, I really like it because it's very easy to uh, to customize, uh, to get looking exactly how you want it to look. And um, to be honest, I didn't, like, when it came to using, like, Tiling Window Managers, if they didn't have a notification you know, thing, uh, system built in, which again, most of them don't, I don't, I don't really know that there's more than maybe one or two that do have one. Just, I think awesome has one. Um, but most of them don't. And so I didn't use one for a long time and I, I gotta be honest, I can't go back to living without notifications and I can't go on and use something that's going to be less intuitive, uh, to customize
0: than Dunst is. Dunst is good. Um, I haven't customized my Dunst in a while. I think it's still using the Grubbox theme. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of forgot about it. All right, so um, my next one, it's going to be between two. All right, I'm going to go with Pulse Mixer. Now, uh, you wouldn't think that an audio chooser application would be all that interesting, but... If you know anything about Linux and audio, you know that when you deal with a lot of sources, Linux sucks in terms of audio. Like Every time you plug in a new source or you need to change source or something like that, it's not a good experience because Pulse Audio randomly chooses different sources when it feels like it. I, I mean, it's just the dumbest thing. And... It doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while, you'll notice at the beginning of the... Like, if we do a live show, uh, Tyler will notice that I tap my microphone to make sure that I'm actually recording from my microphone. Because sometimes, uh, Pulse Audio has switched to the microphone on the webcam, which is just... I mean, first of all, why do webcams have fucking microphones? Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I mean, if you're not going to do something good don't do it at all let me save 20 bucks by not having a microphone you know <laughs> it <would've laughs> makes so much more sense anyways pulse mixer is a terminal based application that allows you to control pulse audio not only volume but also default sources and i have it attached to a scratch pad because of course i do um mm-hmm. uh so i pick. i Super N brings up Pulse Mixer, and I can go through and change to the source, or I can make sure the source that I need is automatically there. I don't have to worry about having a, a GUI back end to Pulse Audio, which is what is that, PACTL control or something? Yep. I don't know. Uh, that's the way I used to do it, and I'd have to open up Rofi, open up that thing, hunt through the tabs to find the certain place that I needed to search for a Pulse. Mixture just has that in the terminal and as we all know, anything in the terminal is automatically better. Yep. True story. Facts. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, your fifth and final one. I think I think we're on the fifth and final one.
1: Yep. Excellent. So my final one is actually going to be a very simple program that, again, I think we've talked about before. If we haven't, most people know about it. Cmus. Uh, if you're looking for a music player, a dedicated music player, and you want something that's customized, it's. I wouldn't say highly customizable. Like I, I know some people would debate me there. Cmus is pretty customizable, but I don't think it's. It might be very customizable, but it's not as easy as something, uh, as a lot of other things. Like Ranger is a little bit more easy to customize, get um, do a whole bunch of different things with. But that being said, CMOS, well, for one, Ranger and SEMUS are two totally different things. But right. either way, SEMUS uh, <laughs> is a very good music player. And um, it's honestly surprised me with how fast it can pull in a large music directory. Um, I, I thought that it was... Probably going to have a little bit more issue, but I've I've used it. My music library is not massive, but I've I've had friends who have much larger music libraries than me, and it does a good job of pulling it in. Pulls it in really fast. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a music player, CMUS is my favorite one.
0: CMUS is not my favorite, but I be that's because I fought tooth and nail to set up NCMPCPP, uh, I think I got that name right, and that's a that's a front-end for MPD, which is good. Uh, but it's harder than hell to set up because there's no good oh. tutorials out there. And I probably should take care of that and make a actually good tutorial, but I have no clue how I got it set up right. Uh, <laughs> I did it ages ago, and now it's just a matter of copying my config files over. But, yeah, that's the one that I use. It's like I think it's better because it is – Uber customizable, like way more than CMUS and you know me and racing. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, uh, my last one is uh, God. I don't want to choose a not uh, a proprietary one, but I'm gonna have to. Uh, so my last one is GitKraken. Now, I don't use Git as prolifically as a like a developer would, but I go through and have a ton of repos that I have, most of them dot files and stuff like that. And uh I'm also not the most proficient at using git in the terminal. Uh I couldn't tell you how to set up an SSH key for git. I figured it out one time and then I distro hopped and could never figure it out again. So <laughs> uh I, I'm sure it's easy, I just don't want to do it because laziness why <laughs> um so i was looking into front ends for git and there's a couple of them one of them is called lazy that's terminal based and i used that for a while but it's not intuitive like at all um and so i sh- looked at get Kraken. get Kraken is proprietary but it's also really good i mean it's like literally the most intuitive thing you've ever set up uh you, you connect it to your github account it has all your repos there. If you want, uh, you you can attach them to folders that are already on your or repositories that are already on your computer. It syncs them up. You can go through and do everything you would normally do with Git, including track issues, do uh, like side-by-side comparisons and stuff like that, like the diffs. Um, so, I mean, you can literally do everything you do on can do on Git right in a GUI. Uh, now, normally, I'm not a GUI guy, but this is one of those things where I've attached to a scratch pad because of course i did (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's just uh it's there it's so good um yeah so let's get cracking uh and you get all the features for free like they have a paid account but you don't need it i mean you all the all the stuff i wish that it was open source but it is not sadly all right so uh that is it for our apps i'm going to go ahead and have a skip the picks of the week because well tyler used his um Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, but that's okay so we'll save those for another time we can end this podcast under an hour under 45 minutes probably for the first time in ever ever (laughs) ever and that, that included a couple you know a couple tangents but nothing you know i mean we couldn't have a podcast without at least one. I mean, they'd be exactly they'd be they'd, they'd be worried about us. I mean, <laughs> there'd be obviously <laughs> something wrong. Somebody would holding us hostage or something. All right. Anyways, before we go, I should take a moment to thank my current patrons: uh, Devon, Chris, East Coast Web, Gentoo is 2 Patrick, Ellen Marcus, Meglin, Jackson Knife Tool, Steve A, Mitchell, Art Center, Merrick, Camp, Joshua Lee, J Dog, and the BSTs Rock. Uh, coming up next week is Challenge Week. It's not going to be that cool Rice Wars thing, Uh, but we're going to be – we've been challenged by Tyler to install GitLab and host it ourselves. I believe that was the challenge, right? Uh, So just a brief update. Have you started yet?
1: Uh, Yes and no. I have started getting a Docker um image of GitLab running. However, I have run into an issue on it, and so I'm gonna have to get rid of um well I'm gonna have to get rid of another Docker image and then try and redoing it with Docker, and if that doesn't work, screw it. I just won't use Docker. I'll just, just set it up myself.
0: <laughs> okay, so I haven't even looked at how to do it yet. Okay, so I'm I have not started. But that's because I've been uh Cobbling together the hardware that I need to do I was just going to do it on a laptop back there, but I've decided I have another another computer, like a desktop computer. But I needed a monitor, but I didn't want to spend money on an actual like brand new monitor, so I'm going to use an old 27-inch HP. The problem is that computer, the graphics card, doesn't have any VGA ports, so I had to get a de- develop uh, uh, an adapter. It came today, <laughs> so Ooh. um my. Uh evening after I edit the podcast and record another video, uh, will be spent pulling that laptop off from the standing desk, hauling the monitor uh there, rebuilding that computer because it's gonna need to be cleaned and stuff. Um and then figuring out a distro that I want to use to put on there, probably <laughs> like Ubuntu or something. because uh, i 'cause I'm gonna use it as like a little bit of a server. Uh mm-hmm. and uh then I can get started on the challenge. Uh, now that you've mentioned Docker, I'm scared to death because I've never once in my entire life used Docker before. So, uh,
1: I- Well, I will go ahead and cull your fears because I was really scared about Docker. Docker makes uh, setting up stuff like NextCloud and uh, GitLab very simple. You install Docker. And then you will go to uh, Docker Hub, I think is what it's called, Um, and you'll get images from there. And you just essentially use like Docker install and then the whatever it is, like there'll be a command on whatever app that you want to get. Like you can go to Docker Hub, search GitLab, and then it'll tell you like it'll have a command that you copy, paste in the terminal, and it'll have Docker install GitLab for you. And then you can go through and um, learn how to run the Docker image and then set up uh, or interact with a Docker image from there.
0: Okay. Um, I'm less scared now, but I'm still quite fearful of it because it just kind of – it it seems scary. So I've never done that before, so that will be very interesting to see now. Um, We will have to talk before next week to see how we're going to actually – maybe are we just going to talk about it or are we going to try to go through and – Actually show this. I'm not sure. Oh,
1: well, I mean, we. I mean, if you wanted to show yours, I mean, we we could do that. But I, I think it's just going to be interesting
0: to that machine or something and show some of the stuff, right?
1: Well, um, as soon as you as soon as you get it up and running, you should be able to go to, um, that like from your home network. Um, just type in that computer's IP address and the port and like it might it, it'll probably be like port 8080 or something like that but um uh, you, you can actually go in there and you should be able to get a GitLab like website but it's just your dedicated repository
0: okay on there yeah that's what we'll do then uh that'll be an inter- it would be an interesting challenge this next week getting that set up uh, nothing like saving it to the last minute as usual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh wednesday night you realize i'm gonna get begin, begin on discord hey tyler What do you think about pushing this back to another week? You know that's (laughs) gonna happen, right? It's just so (laughs) it's just gonna happen. All right. Anyway, so that is it for us this week. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe, all that stuff, and uh, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Bye.